Hello, welcome to episode 18 of the Post-Concussion Syndrome Awareness Podcast. So welcome back after a, a small break. Oh, well, it, it was only a week or so, but, um, you know, not recorded anything. Um, and tonight I've got a real treat for you. I've uh, got another great chat and conversation. Uh, this time, one of our wonderful admins from North Carolina, Teresa Matty, is going to join us um, and we're going to chat about everything post-concussion syndrome. And, uh, and to see what she's doing as well, uh, because she's just one of the good souls in life, one of the good people that, that's helped me and others through. Um, and not only that, but just in practical ways, lent, lent a hand to everything uh, we've done in the groups. Uh, it's a terrific lady. And so this is the interview, and I will hope you really enjoy it. Uh, afterwards, uh, there may be a, a few messages and things as well that I'm going to go through too. So uh, uh, really enjoy. Thank you. Right, so today, ladies and gentlemen, as promised, here we are. Um, we have Teresa Matti here with us. I hope I pronounced that right. <laughs> from Yes, she did. <laughs> from all the way from North Carolina in the USA. So it's a real privilege to have her with you with us today uh, because Teresa's given so much of her time and her energy like I said already uh, to the PCS awareness groups so hello Teresa hello it's nice uh, to be with you thank you nice nice to have you here with us as well um, so could you start please by telling us uh, uh, Teresa about how you found the PCS awareness groups and um, also maybe a little bit about uh, your own um, PCS and what, what what caused it? Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. It was, um, gosh, probably, I don't remember the exact dates. I'd have to look them up, but um, okay. somewhere around um, 05, 06, um, I had a car accident mm. and was hit head on. And, um, before that time, um, I had never had any memory issues at all. Okay. I was always the, what they called the ancestral dictionary for <laughs> my whole family. Right. You know, okay. That I could remember, I could keep things in the top of my head that I guess I, I had taken for granted how far yeah. on the spectrum I was for good memory. And then suddenly this accident and I instantly started having short-term memory issues. Right. And this was back, David, before, you know, the NFL had all you know, came yeah. forward with, with all of the, the issues. And so ER yeah. doctors weren't uh -huh. all that familiar, No, you know. And um, so I kind of fell through the cracks for um, quite quite a bit, mm. um, almost, two, almost well, a year and a half. And um, I tried to continue to work simply mm. because the doctors didn't think that I had a problem right and um and during that year and a half i had a massive headache every day oh dear yeah and um and my kids were 
in high school. My son was graduating, getting ready to go to college. I'm a single parent. Mm. I worked since I was 15 years old. Yeah. Never had a time that I didn't work. And so mm. um, it, it was just foreign to me to think of not working, you know. And um, okay. I was at work um, one day, I uh, worked for the American Heart, American Stroke Association. Yeah. And um, was at my desk and had um, what we now know to be a grandma seizure. Oh. And was taken to, because of where my office was located, I was taken to a different hospital that I had not been to. Right. And back in those t- days also, the hospitals were not connected yet with um, medical files, electronic medical oh, files. Yeah, see, because it's 2005 6. Mm hmm. Right. So, um, so it took them quite a while to figure out what what was happening with me. And fortunately, I had a, a co-worker that was able to go with me to the ER. Okay. And good, good. Um, this then instigated that I got a new neurologist who did understand um, head injuries and with car accidents and what have you. And... Um, so um, then I was taken out of work and very begrudgingly mm. um, and um, they wanted me to go on, on disability right? And um, because they could not stop my headaches either. No, I, see. I was hospitalized oh, dear. one week, then they sent me home for two weeks and then I went back for another week and was taking IV medications, and they just couldn't stop it, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, wow. So um, again, I was not ever the kind of person to just sit around and do nothing. No. no. And the thought of that just horrified me. Yeah. Plus I, I, I the fact imagine. that I'm a single parent and I have two kids getting ready to go to college. You can't sit around. And um, so um, since I had a job, they told me that if I could get a doctor to sign off on it, then I could come back to work. Mm. So I went to like four doctors, but no mm. one, of course, would sign off for me to go back to work. No, so no. my um, disability <laughs> went through fairly quickly. Mm. for what the standards are sometimes in this country simply because I had so many doctors right. to oh, say. Yeah, yeah that, that, that is know? a thing that would help, yeah. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah, so um, just moving fast forward, um, mm. after um, maybe, um, maybe not even a, a year on disability, I was able to um, get connected with a really good um, career counselor and was um, 
you know, got in there and was explaining, I've got to go back to work. This, you know, sitting around is not an option for me. And um, he found a school in Raleigh, um, North Carolina. Okay. Which at that time I was in Durham. And um, for people with head injuries. Hmm. And so I, I went, got him to get me the grants to get in there. And um, I, I did that for nine months. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of the people that were in that school <laughs> were actually um, stroke survivors. Okay, yeah. You know, yeah, so, so um, people in the in the class all had, you know, different deficiencies in areas that they were yeah. trying to work on. Different challenges, you know? yeah. And um, so after nine months, I was able to, I learned different techniques to really sort of hide my deficiencies so that they because I had made my money really as an executive assistant yeah and I had lost a lot of my executive functions Uh, with that accident right and um so it was looking like I was gonna have to look for a different career field right and um so I, I found a job at a what they call around here a a, a big box store. <laughs> you, oh you know yeah, what that yeah, is? yeah. I do. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. Okay. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. So um, yeah. I can't name any names. No, no. But, but like, um, yeah. It was it was not far from my my home, and um, I knew you know they had many different hours of work and yeah so I, I got a job there part-time <clears throat> right and I thought you know if I can ease into you know but and and I was working there and I was I was doing fair really well mm-hmm. um but but then um a shoplifting gang came in oh no and oh. yeah and Jeez. so what they did was they send one person <laughs> to disrupt, make a disruption right. in one yeah. part of the store while yeah. they're busy robbing the, the other, other part. part of the store. Right, I get it, yeah. And I was waiting Holy on some no. customers, and this guy just came right up and just pushed me over. Whoa. And as I was what? going down... I could see the concrete and knew, oh, oh, Lord, I don't want my head to hit this concrete. Yeah. And as I put my hands down, I lost my balance, and mm. then the side of my head hit a metal oh, beam. My word. So there goes injury number Me two. two. Fucking hell. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to say fucking hell. <laughs> That's, I know. that's unlucky. That's so... I know. But don't, and I was don't so we... close. I was interviewing for <clears throat> full-time jobs. 
Holy you know, Moses. I was so close to getting off a disability. Yeah. And it was just so very devastating. And yeah, then on top of it, because the second injury, of course, was in a different location of the brain. Yeah, it affects all the different I, areas. Yeah, all together, different symptoms, different problems, mm. and um, I I know that some people have this with the first injury, which I didn't, but I have extreme tiredness now. Yeah, fatigue. That, fatigue, yeah. Really bad. That I didn't have that the first time, okay. so it was... It's very hard for me still to admit to and have to deal with. Because, again, in our minds, we want to think of ourselves as that same 20-something year old. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. That's so true. And and from what you said already, me and you, we've got some parallels already because I started mm-hmm. work. I started work mm-hmm. at fifteen and worked all my life until I was about thirty three or so, uh, and then mm-hmm. that mine hit. No, thirty three, thirty four, and then I, I was in a similar place to you, uh, mm-hmm. where I, I actually went back to work within a year eighty year eighteen months or so, uh, but then mm-hmm. I had an, another. Um, brain injury and it hit, hit mm. the front of my face and after that it was just all mm-hmm. downhill i was i was really mm-hmm. so if, if that's the case that you know like you had fatigue after the second brain injury and i think that's when mm-hmm. mine mine started as well did you have mm-hmm. anything previously in your life in terms of like health and i, I don't want to pry i don't I, you don't have to say right, but right, was there right. anything was there anything um, like fatigue or inflammation that happened before no no no, no fatigue nothing. um i did have inflammation um, or... problems um in my um back right. the um degenerative disc disease and okay. um, when well, i was myalgia. 30 I had um, a disc that ruptured. Oh, right. Okay. So I had back surgery. Yeah. But I recovered well, hmm. you know, moved on, was only out of work, minimal time for that, but did all the physical therapy and everything I needed to do to recover. Okay. And, um, but again, I didn't want to act like a 30 year old that had just had back surgery. No. <laughs> because I loved gardening and uh, I had a home that yeah. had and I had seven flower beds. <laughs> wow. That's impressive. <laughs> so I just kept on plugging on and Whoa. then um two years later I had to have that disc removed. Ow. But right. again, um I um had the forethought to um, make sure that I left options if I had other problems okay. in the future, okay. you know? Yeah, I understand. So I, I, they, I didn't do a disc replacement, I, um, but I didn't do the traditional fusion either. Right. So um, I just have always, so it, it was really um, with that, 
that I did start um, a very intensive meditation program to help with um, pain management. Okay. Because I knew I didn't want to, you know, be on pain pain medication, you know, always. And I was fortunate enough to be very close to Duke University. I don't know if you've heard of it. (laughs) No. But it's very big, very big. Well. Oh, yes, I have heard of it. Sorry. Very big with sports people, and they're very big with basketball. Yes, a big part of The university itself is is a huge medical, um, um, you know, and they, they do lots and lots of different kinds of research so it it is a a huge facility and i found um a group that they had um at that time were were doing a rather extensive you know this meditation to help people excuse me i have a a little yorkie (laughs) mommy's busy Oh, bless you. That's all right. Don't worry. Okay. She's just coming so, to see what um, you're doing. <laughs> so then, um, I don't know what, I, you know, you have to turn off all the, you know, I usually keep some kind of music going for him. So yeah, <laughs> now they love that. But, yeah. Okay. And let me sit here. And pr- okay, so I'm pl- petting. Don't worry so, about So, um, let me get back to... Um, right, so Duke University. Okay, yeah, so I... Um, I was able to get into this really um, good meditation um, class. That was I mean, it was like amazing. six weeks, you wow, know. right, okay. And, and they had really, really good CDs and, and information. Oh. And so after my first injury, head injury, I, I did fall back, you know, try to use that as I could yeah you know it's a lot different but yeah I, I and I've got back into it because again uh there's certain medications I have to take yeah you know but um I just want to try to keep it down, as minimal yeah. as possible yeah, yeah. that's a, it's a, a good thing to try and keep that down right no um right. And I know that there's always this, I don't know whether you find this in the groups, but there's always this dividing line between people that are very, very stuck solely in the Mm -hmm. modern drug healthcare system Mm -hmm. and those Mm -hmm. who have had enough of it. uh, But but still want want to incorporate it where absolutely necessary, but not as the main treatment. And so going outside of that, yeah, I'm glad you brought meditation up. Yes. Because um, I learned to meditate when I was eight years old. Mm-hmm. I'm 45 and a half now. <laughs> <laughs> but my parents took me to, uh, to learn meditation. And I was like, what, mm-hmm. what the hell am I doing? But it actually mm-hmm. stayed with me. And mm-hmm. so I might have had a little jump on certain other people right. ha- having a brain right. injury. And mine happened uh, in August 2006. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that long after yours. Right, but, right. Uh, and then I had another one November 2007, and I think I had about uh, six more since. 
Um, oh my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> but I've got, I don't know, I must have a really thick skull. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but meditation was the one thing because mine led to a real massive downward spiral. I lost uh, within a, uh, within two years of having the first, I had two, two in 10 minutes in August mm-hmm. 2006. I had two, uh, within two years of that, I'd lost my house, mm-hmm. I'd lost my job, or I'd been pushed out of my job. I right. lost money. Everything, everything was gone. Yeah. I was homeless. Yeah. See, I so, kind of went through that the first time. Yeah, it was. It's rough. So, but you know, yeah, going on to disability, <clears throat> you know, they make you go without yeah, pay they did. for a year. You, you're no longer and, part of the machine. Yeah. So yeah, I, yeah. I lost my home. Oh, and, sorry, right. Yeah. It was. It. It was. Oh. It was rough. Mm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you, you kind of, you kind of got to well, keep your sense of humor, I always said. Yeah, <laughs> you, you have to do, you have humor. to do, because if this is a society that we live in, whereby right. if you no longer become of use to, to the kind of system machine, right. and then they're just going to kind of chuck you on the street. Right. That's a point that I felt that was like, oh, shit. This isn't the world I thought it was. Yeah. He, uh, and that, then I was thinking, well, you know, uh, these aren't the people around me that I thought I could rely on because right. I'm of no value to them or use to them anymore. Oh, right. holy moly. Right. Ah, hang on. And, I think I see and, a whole new in world. In my situation, <laughs> my friends couldn't help me navigate <clears throat> through the system Right. Because they didn't know the system. Exactly. So So it took me a lot longer right. to find help Yeah. because of that. Well, I think, we, oh boy, we've got a lot of parallels here emerging, mm-hmm. emerging as far as from what you said. And I, I know I haven't told you everything yet because I don't want to bore people to death. Right. Right. So my next question is, how and wh- how did you find our groups on Facebook and, and how did you get involved? <laughs> yeah. Um, what drove I, you? <laughs> I had found um, when I was taken out of work, hmm. um, I had someone at work suggest to me to get online and try to find a chat group. Okay. And so I did that and it was not on Facebook at that right. time, that was when Facebook, the kids were still using Facebook. And <laughs> yeah. there many the kids! Facebook. <laughs> you didn't want to get down with the kids. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> what what year was that? Yeah, it was. What, you know, like what year six, was it? You know, that was when, you oh, know, yeah, no. just getting right. off of MySpace. And, that's, that's true. I got in there in 2005, but I didn't start this until t- late. Uh, it was like 2009. So yeah, yeah, I remember that time back then. And the kids, yeah, if any, so. if any kids are listening to this now, you will have no knowledge of this. <laughs> it was a barren desert. You could walk for months and years through that desert, and still you would see nobody. So kids, be thankful for what so you have it's now. Old-fashioned <laughs> chat group that yeah. I found, you know. On MySpace, and, um, yeah. and it was a really good group of people. <laughs> yeah. But the the woman that kind of spearheaded it just all of a sudden had a stroke and died. 
Oh, shit. And so the whole group was floundering, you know. Yeah. And so we all kind of got onto Facebook. And um, and many of them, we found the same, you know, your same group. But I noticed that many of them did not converse and didn't jump in it the same way as with the old group. True. You know? Okay, yeah. So, um, so even though, you know, Facebook was a really great tool, it it wasn't always so good for everyone to participate in. No, and maybe they had some concerns or maybe ideals because previously it would have been very, very close and, and private. Uh, mm-hmm. And then going mm-hmm. over to like a platform like Facebook, which then was still in its infancy, it would have been like, oh well, any anybody can see this. I'm not. I'm not going to um, be as open. Exactly. Or, yeah. Okay. Exactly. And, um, and so yeah. So then you had that kind of separation between one and the other. Um, mm-hmm. And I know in the early days we were well, we, we're still pretty rough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah. I've met really great people in, oh, yeah. in that group. Oh my god, yeah, the best people yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine my life now. I can't imagine. I would not be sat here talking to you now if it weren't for all those people. I know. I know. Me. Me. It's insane. Insane. It's totally insane. insane. Yeah. And when we're now ten and a half years on. Hmm. I know. I know. And because I was thinking, oh, you know, it it is crazy that um, I remember one. I met one member of the group. Um, my brother died very suddenly. Mm. Um, heard about that. Yeah. As, um, almost eight years ago now. Yeah. And a member of the group contacted me that next night well in your in your it she lives near you david so yes. it was the next day for you it yeah. was the middle of the night for me but of course i wasn't able to sleep mm. and she reached out to me and um we started chatting simply mm-hmm. because i couldn't sleep and i was so thankful to have someone oh, to reach out word. to me. That is and, such a and blessing. We've been really great friends ever since. Mm. And you know, it's like you said, you know, and 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 yet people in my own state didn't do that. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. No, I know, I know. And this is exactly why uh, I I wanted to start and do this because, you know what, in this day and age, it doesn't matter if somebody's next door to you right now Mm -hmm. or if if it's Gina in New Zealand or Mm -hmm. (laughs) or yourself in USA, anybody else. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter because Mm -hmm. we, we can have these discussions we can open up the dialogue for things that other people mm-hmm. don't want to talk about. And the, yeah. there's a lot of very emotive issues. There's a lot of things that I've covered in the podcast which are almost taboo. And if, if, if you look on the Facebook groups, uh, mm-hmm. things that 
with Facebook with l l very short posts, you can't always get right. a lot. You can't right. always get a lot of context. You can't always right. get get a lot of meaning. But when you have these right. co conversations, I mean, like you know, like we've had a com we're having a conversation now. Mm -hmm. I, I could never ever have gotten this kind of context and understanding from just ten years or, or whatever of knowing you on Facebook. Right. I, th I think it's right. a it's, it is a wonderful thing, and that's why I hope that it will keep, just keep on rolling out and continuing, because yes. then in the future people around the world will will tune into this through uh, Anchor or Spotify or Apple or mm -hmm. I, iTunes or whatever, mm -hmm. and they'll hear the conversations and go. Hang on a minute, I can do that. Right. <laughs> I, I can phone somebody in a, another continent, another country. Right. And I, I can kind of like, you know, empower myself. Which, which reminds me of in yeah. telling that story of an, another thing <laughs> that yeah. I'm not able to do anymore. Right, okay. From my second injury, and mm. some people outside of this group just find that find this horrifying but mm. um i have learned and i know this may sound silly to you at first david no no go on but um i can't cry anymore okay if no. if i cry if i allow myself the privilege to cry hmm. even if it's just shedding tears and not a real big cry. Yeah. I know I'm going to have a massive headache in five or six hours. No. And so I have to stop and think, okay, is this cry worth the pain I'm going to be in a couple hours from now? Yeah. You know? No, I understand. And no, I, I do understand. I, I, that's things that, that's something that, people that have not gone through what we have gone through oh boy. totally don't understand <laughs> yeah but you know we I have do tv understand. shows here that do people understand. cry over yeah and i just can't do it no because no. it's not worth the pain i later have to go through <laughs> yeah no well the, the whole point of emotional ability with post-concussion syndrome is a very very important point and one that's often overlooked mm -hmm. uh, and at, when i was listening to you saying those words it reminded me of times when yeah i've had to face that as well this is not mm -hmm. something unique or unusual it's not that unusual what is, is, is that it can sometimes be, you can't get that context, what I'm saying, you can't get it understanding in a Facebook post. Right. You, you know, you have to be sat face to face with somebody or talking to right. somebody like this to understand it. Right. Uh, it gets lost otherwise. But you hear yes. shit. I've had times when I, I have literally uh, 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 just like cried my eyes out at something that was, well, very painful to me. Right. Uh, and then realised afterwards that, oh shit, nobody else is going to get that. So I've had to be very careful mm -hmm. about, like you said, that release of emotion. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not your average man that can't show his emotion. I'm, I'm uh, somebody who, who can and does. And I think it's, PCS see, has made it, it more. And see, more then we so. have to find out, even within our group, <laughs> mm. 
you know, it goes one way or the other, doesn't it? <coughs> yeah. It really doesn't seem to be a middle ground there, you know? No, but that's what I'm trying, what I'm suggesting to you. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, and for other people that are listening who are part of the Facebook group as well, mm -hmm. is that you get to give a short post. Yeah, some people post long messages, but it is informational. Right. People are trying to convey something in the form of a message. That mm -hmm. message doesn't have any con emotional context or other, other context. Uh, you, mm -hmm. It can be interpreted in so many different ways. And for me, right. this is one of the emerging problems with social media and Facebook is that everything, it's like the Tower of Babel. Everything can mm -hmm. be misunderstood so much. But when, why we're doing this and why we're doing the podcast and why we're having these chats is that, well, to okay. show people that actually, yeah, uh, open your mind, relax. Nobody's judging. We can say what we want. There's nobody here to censor us. There's no um, censorship of freedom of speech. This is right. our area of expertise. We are experts on our own illness. So join right. join us and listen to us. I think that makes it more more powerful for me. Mm -hmm. um, so, right, okay. Now, uh, moving along. So, mm -hmm. you'd had... Well, have you had any further concussions since those two, or was that it? No, no. Right, mm -mm. Oh, that's good. Thank mm -hmm. God for that, that's blessings. Right, so mm -hmm. they're moving forwards in time. So Wasn't you, that you, enough, David? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> two enough, not two enough. <laughs> well, I, I had eight because I'm special. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just greedy. I know I had eight as well, and then I got five from my elder and everything else too. So, you know, I just I'm just a hog. Um, so, <laughs> right, so moving forward then, so you'd found the groups, you joined in and everything else. Mm -hmm. How did you then start to put your life back together, Teresa? Oh, gosh, it, that has really been hard. Um, and what motivated you as well? Oh, I guess the motivation came from within. Yeah. In that, you know, I wasn't comfortable just sitting at home in front of a TV, no, you know, no, no, no. and, um, <coughs> um, uh, I have been kind of an artsy craftsy kind of person. Ah, okay. And, um, so I, I did learn after my, the, after my first injury, I just, I was working so hard trying to get back to work, you know? Yeah. That um, it really wasn't until my second injury that my doctor was just, forget it. It's not going to happen. Mm. You've got to start accepting this. And um, so I started seeing a um, neuropsychologist. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, you know, they do all the testing and yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would see her um, twice a month. Okay. And she would help me um, to decipher in situations um, and learning how to deal with people that had no idea what I was dealing with. Right. Because, you know, what we have is an invisible injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just... And people don't understand 
you know, they think just because you look normal. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with you, Teresa. Yeah, come on. Why are you not working, you know? Yeah, 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 of course. And um, so, um, and then even when, um, you know, if someone did take the time to learn a little bit, you know, there's just... The brain is the most complicated organ in our body. Two organs, yeah. And and it's the organ we know the least about. Very true, yes. When you think of how much there is to know about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You know, and and I see where the doctors, and I'm a very good doctor, an awesome doctor. That Yourself, yeah. People come yeah. from states away to see him, and mm. I see how much, you know, he <laughs> has come in 10 years, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think the, the neuropsychologist helped me the most in trying to um yeah learn you know um again it's kind of a different um situation um again i was trying to learn how to hide my disability from people that didn't know me yeah, yeah, because I, I don't know if you've had this problem, but mm. I've had it several times of people trying to take advantage. Oh God, yes, <laughs> yes, you know? yes, yes. Oh yeah, that that's that's as um, as sure as um, as sure as the sun comes up. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. I've had to. You have to really learn who you share what with and when. Oh yeah, yeah, because and, everything gets um, reset, doesn't it? Yeah, it's like it's really it's, sad. sometimes it, it's like being an infant again. You get everything gets reset. Your social judgment, your ability mm-hmm. to criticize and, and critique and judge things and, and kind of deal with things. It's like yeah, shit. Back to square one, day one. Mm-hmm. Here you go, off you go. There's nobody to help you. Off you go. Right, right. And I don't know that you know many communities don't have. Um, support groups no no they don't um that would be very helpful and i would imagine even if they did many people in our situations wouldn't be able to get someplace no on a regular basis no i couldn't i never had any help you know no, I never had any. Because I know that, like, my pain is also affected by weather. Oh, yeah, barometric you know? pressure, yeah. And, Massively. Um, and people don't understand. I mean, some people think that I'm going to be in pain every time it rains, and it's not no, no, the rain, no, no, it's, it's, it's the barometric barometr- pressure yeah. and how quickly that pressure changes. Yes, very, very much so, yes. You know, so it's not always <laughs> weather change. Not every time the weather changes. No. It's how quickly it changes yeah, I, as to the degree of my pain. But yeah, I know yeah. other people are different there, you know. 
Well, so, no, and that, that, that brings about... A ch- I believe that because the brain is, is like what nearly entirely water, I believe mm-hmm. that th- those fast changes in, in the weather or the barometric mm-hmm. changes are do affect you uh, neurologically so much. And just because scientists, biologists, whoever, don't understand this yet, it doesn't mean mm-hmm. to say that it is not happening. And mm-hmm. all you have to do... Right, I'm sorry for skeptics out there. Is well, you don't need to do it. Is go through a brain injury yourself and experience that, and then you will know that it is a real phenomena. But oh yeah, for everybody else, many times if (laughs) some of these um, legislators or CEOs of pharmaceutical industry don't get me started. Insurance companies. Don't get me started. Their loved ones (laughs) experience what we've experienced. Oh, I bet the system would change drastically overnight. Yeah, it it would literally change overnight. Um, But uh, you know, there's some very, very important factors at play there with experiential knowledge first-hand knowledge of, of brain injury right. and oh, it's just such a, a, a tumultuous subject it's something that is really really open for debate but nobody's kind of willing to have that debate because right. like like you say unless they've been through it or their loved ones been through it they're right. not they're not going to appreciate it it's right. uh, it, yeah until it hits <laughs> your inner circle yeah. You know, and many of my friends have admitted <coughs> that they've had to learn because of what I've been going through. Yes. You know, if yeah. I had not been through this, they wouldn't have learned all the things they have learned. No. You know? No, that's good, though. So, but it does take, you know... And 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 I guess that's true with any illness, you know, that until you know someone going through it, you know. Yeah, but when it gets to like you say, when it gets to an invisible illness, invisible disability. Exactly. So um, we're talking about post concussion syndrome, fibromyalgia, ME, other, other many many other illnesses. Oh, you look fine. Right. You know, I mean, like, it, people see me, uh, I, you know, I do have to take exceptional time to kind of look after myself and take care of myself. Mm-hmm. So phys- physically on the outside, they're like, oh, it's fine, mm-hmm. it's fine, there's nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't understand, you know, why, why. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't talk about my health generally to people because mm-hmm. it, it's like, it's impossible to explain to people. Oh, yeah, really. I don't, I don't even... <laughs> I don't even try to explain it to anyone I've just met. There's no point. (laughs) It's like trying to show a dog a card trick and get it to a pre... You know, it's like, well, yeah, they ain't going to get it. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound off there, but... I love that analogy. Thank you, David. Don't don't even try and and impress a dog with, like, card tricks. It's not going to work. So, right, okay, so this brings us forward now. We're moving on in time. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you've been through all of this as well, and you've, you've struggled, and it sounds like, yeah, you've been through the trials that so many of us do. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the first thing that started to make a real positive difference for you, Teresa? Um, 
Well, um, uh, my doctor helped me tremendously. Um, mm-hmm. the, the first one, um, my, another problem that I have is that my body is so sensitive to medications Okay. that the first, um, neurologist that I really went to, I think, um, I had a major drug interaction from oh. the medications they had given me. Right. And I think they got a little scared <laughs> and they pushed me off onto this other doctor whom was much better suited. He only okay. deals with headaches and head trauma. That's all he does. Right. Okay. And um, so it was really a godsend that I went to him. And um, it, a first appointment with him lasts two to three hours. Wow. Okay. And, and he spends that much time because he doesn't take on new patients if he doesn't see a way that he can help them. Okay, well, that's, that's fair and enough. That's quite, he, quite honest. Yeah, he admitted that <clears throat> in looking at my file, he thought, and he later himself wrote, uh, did a lecture on my case because... Yeah. He made the assumption mm. because he had seen that I had tried so many medications yeah. that he thought I was just happy being on disability and taking drugs. Oh. And after spending just 15 minutes with me, he saw he had made a huge <clears throat> mistake judgment before he had met me and so he took took me on because i didn't want to just roll over and play dead at that age wow and um and so um he i i credit him a lot um because I, i i knew i needed some medication and it was a matter of finding the right balance. Okay. You know, because, you know, once the pain gets so bad, you can't even concentrate to meditate. Oh, God, yeah. No, tell, me, tell me about it. I yeah, mean, yeah, you have to I do it other ways. I, I can sit and <clears throat> do concentrate on my breaths. Yeah, yeah. It's def- that would be... Mm. All I could do when once the pain gets that bad, but um, he was also very open because of this neuropsychologist who also worked in his same office. Yeah, and and she um, was very open to um, different kinds of alternative therapies. Right, okay. and. Um, so if because my body is so sensitive to medications mm. if it weren't for alternative therapies i i don't think i, I would have hope mm. you know? and even so, just um well i was saying i do um i did find out 
by accident. Um, um, I, I used to crochet. Okay, yeah. And um, that's skillful. So I, I didn't crochet a whole lot before my um, first injury, but then okay. I started crocheting more. And then after my second yeah. injury, I noticed the more I would crochet, the less pain medication I would have to take. Yeah. Wow. Because I could concentrate on the crocheting well, and it would take my it, mind off of so, the pain. So that, so that in, in terms, for those people that are listening, that's like a disassociative now, I know we, we've had a few people on the podcast before and, and they disassociate from pain in different ways. So like mm-hmm. Brian was saying, he, he, he smoked marijuana and that is that is a disassociative. But crochet, okay. crocheting is probably a lot less harmful in some ways. And that's so, right. And, and so whatever you can find, the power right. of your own mind, and this is what I want to impress on people, the power of your own mind, regardless if, if you feel you are brain injured or if you have PCS, is ultimately your greatest power. You have to exactly. believe, you have to understand and believe people that you can recover and you will recover, right? Because if you're going to give but all you your have power to away. It. Yeah, but if you're going to give all your power away just to doctors mm-hmm. in white coats and say, oh no, I've got to get the next drug, I've got to get my next uh, And if you've mm-hmm. got to only do that, and I'm sorry, I've never ever, and I'm going to repeat this again if you've not heard me say this. In the 14 years I've been through this, I have not met one single individual ever that has just recovered by using allopathic or modern drugs. Not one, ever. Right. I've met so many that have recovered. Maybe they did use some allopathic drugs, but they've used alternative therapies, they've used meditation, Mm -hmm. yoga, different things, Mm -hmm. but they've used a whole toolkit, a massive toolkit of stuff. But those people, and I'm sorry that those people in the group that are listening that don't want to hear this, because there will be some, if, yeah. you, if you're just doing what those doctors are telling you, because they, it's not their fault, by the way, they don't know any right. different, but they're just giving you the drugs because that's how their industry operates. It is a business, yeah. right? Well, a business uh, is I not going to make you well. Doctor, <laughs> sorry. doctor does encourage... You got to have all Doing of it. More, yeah, know? you've got to have all of it. I'm not saying yeah. that drugs are wrong. There's no way that I'm bashing doctors and drugs. No way. Get right, that. Right, I, I, right. I'm not doing that. But what and, I'm saying, and I would never tell anyone depressed that is depressed. Oh no. To quit taking medication. No, 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 never, I, never, because I, I would, that's I would dangerous. Say, I would never, ever, no, you know, advocate no, no, no. that. But no. I think that. Well, I know. I know, and I can say this wholeheartedly for everyone. Yeah. No one knows your body better than you do. Absolutely true, Teresa. I, I don't is... care how long you go to the same doctor. There is just, no one knows it like you, you know? Amen to and that. And if you don't, <laughs> you know, listen that I don't I don't care how long a person has seen the same doctor yeah okay nobody knows your body like you do 
Oh, no, that's very true, and very I true. I think we all have to tune in and listen to our own bodies. Yeah. And we have to advocate for ourselves. Head injury or no head injury, mm-hmm. you know, we we need to listen to our own bodies. Oh, and yeah. let the doctors know what works and what doesn't uh, yeah. for us. Yeah, and you know what? It, during the like the, the uh, twenties, I was like fighting. I was uh, going through this whole last decade, trying to impress that because I couldn't get help. Uh, but when I couldn't work, I couldn't get help here. I did for a little while. They they said I had like minor disability, and they gave me some help. But then when we had this this uh, in two thousand and ten to fifteen, we had this new kind of like really di- like the. Tory government here that really don't want to help people so they they stopped everybody's help and they stopped mine as well and they made me go through a process of two two years it took two whole years it took me to apply and go through the process to try and get it back just because they stopped it and I had to go through a tribunal and all sorts of stuff at the end of it I got nothing and they did it on a point system and they said like between everybody's between like zero and 20 points or 30 points or whatever mm-hmm. and they scored these points in a ridiculous manner really mm-hmm. truly really unfair and at the end of it even after the tribunal after all the evidence I prevented they gave me one point oh my and I didn't get any further help and then I was like do you know what my country is screwed and so now we've got a general election here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, this country is possibly as corrupt, more corrupt than your country. Oh, no. <laughs> it it is. But, but, but in this country... I think we're going to have to form a new country, a third country, well, David. <laughs> let's not go there. But here, people like to pretend that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. And that is, if, in terms of psychology... Oh, some psych- people do that here too, David. <laughs> yeah, but in terms of psychology, it's the worst possible outcome because, you know, if you've ever been in an abusive relationship with somebody who is abusive or narcissistic or sociopathic, what, mm-hmm. do, you, what do you do? You deny it's happening. And mm-hmm. so this is the current state of affairs in most of the mm-hmm. Western world, but now, it, uh, but particularly why I'm mentioning this is, is not my own kind of ego. I'm saying, well, actually... The people that are suffering with invisible illness and disability mm-hmm. are the ones that are really, really, truly suffering. And we've mm-hmm. had so many people that have died because of this. Right. We're not talking uh, hundreds. We're not talking thousands. We're talking tens of thousands of people that oh, have died yeah. because they've been they've died of depression. They've they've committed suicide. Right. Their illness, yeah. lack of we, not we being able to large- eat. We have a large problem in this country with our soldiers that have spent, you know, two, three years in the wars. And I don't think our psyche was made to put through that. No, but it's... And how... It's the same here to a massive extent, although although where our population is only uh, about about a, a fifth of yours, we have the mm-hmm. same problems here. But what we have here as well is the issues where these people are left to be homeless. 
Mm-hmm. And not 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 just homeless because they want to be, but because they have right. injuries, right. disabilities, mental right. health problems, and through the service, they've developed drug abuse and alcohol mm-hmm. and substance misuse problems. So you've got a whole hive of issues there, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think we're that different. And this is this is a kind of the karma of the West, unfortunately, because mm-hmm. we've we, we've allowed these politicians to do this down the years. We've allowed them to have the wars, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you you won't see the politician sons going uh, oh, daughters right. going to right. war. They're not the ones that'll suffer. Mm-mm. They're protected, spoilt little brats in whatever you you know posh university or whatever kind of life they're in it will be the working class people and Mm -hmm. this is what brings me on to the subject of pcs in the military Uh, Mm -hmm. and this is very important and we've had a lot of contact Mm -hmm. we don't get enough involvement and now the the reason we haven't had a lot of involvement in the past is because those veterans associations and the people that have dealt with brain injury won't deal with us Mm -hmm. because there's a separation Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. there, there are a few, but what you'll find is they, they tend to uh, lead veterans and uh, people that have had brain injury and so on away from the type of traditional support groups because they don't want it to be exposed to the full extent of the epidemic. Right. So anyway, right. yeah, it, it's very sad and uh, unfortunately it is a growing problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were talking about your own your own improvement just before we, we got cut off, folks. All right, we'll right. admit this. We're, we're not a professional outfit. We got cut <laughs> off. <laughs> All right, so I'm glad you're still listening to us. So going forward, then, uh, and thinking about the future now, what ways do you think that you're, you're going to, or, or what methods of therapies and things do you think are going to help you in future, Teresa? I think that I'm, I'm will still have to, um, you know, um, probably be a third, a third, and a third of, you know, okay, a yeah. third of, you know, medical professional, you know, yeah. medicines when necessary. Yeah. And then, you know, a third of meditation and yoga. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. a third of art or crochet or whatever it Creative, takes yeah. to to keep my mind on on something else and and something positive. Right, that, okay. You know, yeah, yeah. If you're doing you know some crocheting, I I've done blankets for people, and yeah. you know. It's satisfying that at the end I have something, you know, to show for the time I have spent. So Mm -hmm. it does give me a little bit of self of purpose, you know, and I think that that's what a lot of patients lose when you lose your, your job. And your friends drop off. Oh my God, you lose your entire self. Yeah. Almost. almost. And so you, you, you have to to find a new set of purpose, you know? Oh, God, yeah. And um, and so I think that um, 
for me, that has been crocheting and art, you know. Right. Well, so. that, that, no, 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 I'm, I'm glad you said that because, you know, this brings us on to a common theme in PCS, which is a grief and a sense of loss of self. Mm-hmm. Oh my mm-hmm. God, I could tell you so many stories. Uh, mm-hmm. there, there are things that I'm not... And, and I was in real denial after my Wait. second injury. I didn't want right. people calling me handicapped. Oh, no, no, you no, know, no, no, my, no. My doctor would, would call me handicapped because what? he wanted me to get used to that I was oh, not going to be able to go back to work. That's so wrong. But then my, but my no. therapist would go right down the hall and tell him to quit calling me that yeah. because I didn't need uh, that label. Oh, no, you, know? you don't. Nobody needs that. That's the thing. So, um, this, is, this is the opposite. I, I could see where he was coming from mm. because I was in denial, but yeah. I needed to find a different word to describe me, you know? Yeah, you needed to be empowered rather than denigrated. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Wow. So, yeah. so I found that as well. Right. Previously to my brain injuries, I I was like a massive bookworm. I was like a. I, I left school at fifteen, same as you did, and and mm-hmm. I went to work. I got to work. I had to do because of my family dynamic. I won't go into it because it's probably mm-hmm. too personal. Um, but I never really got the education I should have had, and mm-hmm. um, I then. Going on from there, I had to force myself into life and and, and to kind of be relatively successful. But mm-hmm. what I always did was I always read a, at least a book a week. And when mm-hmm. I, when I had brain malaumatic brain injury, I couldn't read mm-hmm. it. I couldn't read anymore for like several years. Yeah. I couldn't read yeah. a thing, and that that I, was I for me can't. that killed that killed me. So. And- Because if I read, and and I hate that, but I've had to find, you know, other things, but, but because what I read today, when I wake up tomorrow, I'm going to forget half of it. Yeah. So I have to go back and reread so much. Oh, hang on, so I've dropped my microphone. Uh, I want to give you a high five on that because, uh, oh my God, you've just you've just like pinned it down there for me because yeah there were so many times where right I, I got to the point right where I could only get I could only do audiobooks and mm-hmm. st- still to this point sometimes now I still do that but I know yeah. I, I, I know now because of how I program myself that mm-hmm. I do that when I need to sleep mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, what it would do is when in about 2010 11 uh, I had a di- re- uh, fibromyalgia came on really badly. Mm-hmm. I would have like we- days, weeks, months when I could not sleep at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before then, I couldn't read. So what I would do is I'd download audiobooks. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking about all kinds of stuff that probably wouldn't interest mm-hmm. you. But I'm thinking particularly about like uh, Herman Melville, Moby Dick. <laughs> Which yeah. is a twenty-four no, hour, twenty-four hour yeah. audiobook. Yeah, so what? <laughs> so what I would do is, yeah, just just put that on and think. Right, mm-hmm. my intent is to listen to the whole story intently, and then within mm-hmm. an hour, I'd be fast asleep. <laughs> but but still, now 
I've 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 progressed on from that, but I think that audiobooks are a really really good way to help mm-hmm. people to retrain the brain because even mm-hmm. when you go to sleep, your brain mm-hmm. is your brain is if you have it on at the right level, your brain is still right. taking in the information. Right. I and I believe I have, that. I have worked <clears throat> with. Um, I had a, a Louise Hay. Book, oh yeah, she's wonderful. And then yeah. I found. Where she was reading the book, you know, mm. and so I yes, would follow yes. along in my book. Yeah, and then it helped me to think I was reading. That's so. You know, that's that's amazing that you mentioned her. She was a such an she's such an amazing woman, and as mm-hmm. well, everybody that went through her uh, publication house, Hay House Publications, like Doc. Mm-hmm. Dr. Wayne Dyer as well was an amazing one. Mm-hmm, Stuart, mm-hmm. Stuart Wilde and others. Mm-hmm. Just what the content of those books was so different from just a simple novel or whatever. But because they gave extra kind of spiritual information, kind of things to expand the mind, I mm-hmm. f- found that those were the best things to listen to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I I don't know. Maybe this is the thing that people listening can pick up on. That well, actually, yeah. If you yeah. you're not able to read anymore, well, well, how how much? Right. What how better than to have somebody read to you while you're going to sleep? Exactly. Well, it's just it's just like yeah. you know the stuff of childhood. I know I don't right. make any apologies for saying this, but it, it, it is in a way, in some ways, we do regress a little bit towards back towards right. childhood with PCS. Well, that's what I'm just trying to throw out different <laughs> yeah. ideas because I don't think there's just one path. No, for no, no, no. for so many. You no, know, there, there aren't. No. I mean, almost as because every injury is so different. Yeah, yeah, I don't believe two injuries are are ever the same. No, they're so not. No, it, you really each person has to learn. You, you're going to have to have a kind of a toolbox. Of yeah, things. you need a, a lot of stuff. You, you, you need to just. All, what I think is, you might yeah, you might start off with the basic toolbox of four, five, six different things. Yeah, uh-huh. you might have your medications, you might have your supplements, right. you might have a change right. in your diet, you might have some therapy like uh, Indian head massage or acupuncture or Reiki or whatever, mm-hmm. and then you might have uh, some hypnotherapy something. But what mm-hmm. I say is keep gr- that your toolbox can start to expand and keep growing. Right. And never, right. Ever, never ever say put a limit on it. Right. I keep think, an, I think keep it's important. an open mind. Yeah. Keep a really open mind. Things that you can ch- that you will try. Oh yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. I, I, the mo- the one thing I hear so so much and so often from people that that contact me on Facebook because I get a lot of messages. I get emails. I get stuff off Twitter, off WordPress. Mm-hmm. All I've, we have a lot of sites that people don't see. Mm-hmm. And the one thing is, people contact me and say, "I've tried everything." Mm-hmm. And I say, really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> no, you, but you, you can't. <laughs> you've, you've, you've tried everything. No, I say, I try and diffuse it and say, well, actually, you may have tried everything you can think of. Think of, exactly. But I'm here to tell exactly. you that actually there's a hundred other, a thousand other d- different things. Exactly. So, and um, that's why I was I'll, trying to think of, you know, different things and. 
just like when you were saying the audio book, you yeah, know, yeah. It, mean, it helped give me some self-confidence Yeah. when I discovered I had the same book that I found, yes, you know, yes. Louise Hayes reading, and so that I could follow, you know. Yeah, and and, and that's... So, yeah, and, and sorry that that that's what it's about because you, mm-hmm. you you have to be very gentle in showing people these things as well. You can't just say you need to do this because that's what exactly. that, that's what the medical exactly. that's what the healthcare system does. You need to do this, and if you don't, right. you won't be well. And then right. those people go and do those things, and they're still not well. Yeah. And then they go, oh well, you now now you need to do this. Um, well, actually no, but and then you're still not well. But what, you need to be very gentle and say, well, actually, try having a look in a different direction, you know, expand your horizon. Um, exactly. Otherwise, you might be kind of very un- unwell for years on end. Um, right. And we don't want to see that with people. We genuinely, no. we don't want to see that with people. Right. Um and as many people in the group know, I come from a, a very different background where I've learned different types of uh, sound and electrical energy healing, all kinds of things. And a lot of it sounds like, you know, kind of quite bizarre. But mm-hmm. there are things which genuinely can help because they, mm-hmm. they, a lot of them have scientific backing. Mm-hmm. Even, mm-hmm. even in extreme cases where they don't, if they, mm-hmm. do, if they do work... Mm-hmm. then why would you want to prejudice that? Right. Because and, and if it helps one person... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it, it can help other people, but you have yeah. to be open to try it. Yes, of course. Because you know, we live in a day and age... That's where, I, I hate to say, you know, being American, but there are many arrogant americans that think you oh, know no, but, well uh, science open science the mind yeah science although science is a method of inquiry into reality which is all all science means it has become mm-hmm. in some ways it's become a new dogma in some ways uh, and that's not, nothing against scientists again it's not mm-hmm. their, their fault but quite often where people say well people will challenge you with oh that's not scientific or there's no scientific proof well, actually, quite often there is. It's just that people, mm-hmm. people, people can't be bothered to look for it. I just, yeah, I had, I had a scientist <laughs> so, you know, that actually stick to a lot of what you're talking about. Yeah, it's used as a and stick to beat people the, with. He had the printout, you know, of the Oops. information and the to give to my doctors. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. but, yeah, we have to be open enough to try it. <laughs> Well, of course, yeah, because you, you may hear people say this so often, that, well, oh, there's no scientific proof for this, or this or that or the other, or for Reiki or anything else. But in, mm-hmm. fact, in fact, there is if you look. But we live in an age where people aren't prepared to look. Well, and, and also, prepared to I don't find know out. about your country, but here, these things can be very expensive, and insurance companies won't pay for it. Well, we have a different system here. Um, yeah. What happens here is, uh, from the minute you start work, uh, you pay into something called a national insurance scheme. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you can imagine, uh, if say if you earn, uh, I don't know, like $2,000 a month, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, not only you, but also you and the person that employs you have to pay mm-hmm. into this scheme. So mm-hmm. if you earn $2,000 a month, you would have to pay in uh, maybe $300 a month and your employer would have to pay in $150 a month, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you think of that every month over your working, mm-hmm. over your working life, mm-hmm. this is an insurance scheme to ensure that if you get too sick to work or if you need, mm-hmm. if you need health care, mm-hmm. right, that then mm-hmm. at the point when you need to use it, Mm-hmm. It, you don't have to pay any more. Right. Sounds fantastic, doesn't it? <laughs> right? But most people don't even realise they're paying this. Mm-hmm. On top of that, you pay your income tax, your value-added mm-hmm. tax, and all these other hidden taxes. So you're paying for it two or three times, right? Mm-hmm. So, so you may be paying, um, I don't know, for the space of a year, you may be paying like three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000, Mm-hmm. Uh, from the age of 16 up to mm-hmm. whenever you get ill, 30, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. So if you think about that and the compound interest, mm-hmm. and then maybe over the space of 20-odd years, you might have paid in, I don't know, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000 worth and the interest mm-hmm. on it as well. Mm-hmm. And then you come to use it and you're told, oh, I'm sorry, that's not available for you. Mm. You can't, you can't get, you can't get the treatment you want. You can't, you're not going to get to see a neurologist mm-hmm. unless you're dying and you need an operation. We're, mm. we're not going to give you this, this, this healthcare. Mm. Is that better than paying in every month or not? I don't know. It, it's, it's, it seems to be that, well, we have this, uh, false mindset here that, well, it, our national health service is free. But it's not free at all. You pay for it all your entire life. You right. pay. You pay for it heavily, massively, and, and all that and money. Pay, all that money goes down into, the drain. <laughs> yeah. You know, we pay into the system as well. But yeah, it's just different our, for you. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, mm. in that <laughs> has been stealing out of yeah. that fund and using it for other things. Mm. And and then, if you do get accepted, yeah, they tell you what kind of treatment you're gonna get. Treatment you can get. Yeah. Oh my, maybe we're getting too political here, right? Okay. So, but <laughs> that's what let, I mean. You can't yeah. like you can't do acupuncture. You can't do Reiki. You know. Oh well, uh, no. The, the, Based on where you live, yeah. Let 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 us rewind. Really expensive here. Let's rewind here, Teresa, because okay. what what I'm saying is right. Going back to 2006, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At that point, I've worked and paid my national insurance premium for mm-hmm. over 20 years. Right. 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 Now I I have my head injury. I get sick. Mm-hmm. I then uh, campaigned and tried to get to see a neurologist for nine years. Oh my gosh. I'd never got treated once by any specialist in any oh hospital. I never got any help or benefits or anything. For, for nine years, I campaigned before I gave up, right? So I'd, oh I'd paid all that and then been told, right? Do you know what they tried to tell me? Mm. T- take more drugs, 
right? You need to take painkillers, uh, benzodiazepines, sleeping mm-hmm. tablets, antidepressants, mood stabilizers, mm-hmm. everything. And then at a point where they got me in about seven or eight of those, they said, well, actually, uh, we think you're just depressed. You've got, you, you might have bipolar disorder. And mm-hmm. uh, at that point, I was going fairly crazy. And I was like, mm-hmm. well, maybe you're right because I, I had no sense of judgment left. And right. uh, following that, they just left that on my record, so they was left forever. There's, oh. there's, there's no way on earth I have bipolar disorder or anything like that, and, uh, what they said. But I, I then gave up on that system, yeah, still, mm-hmm. still without getting any help. So if you can imagine somebody that's had eight concussions... I can't. I'm sitting here shaking right? my head right now. <laughs> right? And it has never, ever been treated for any of those... I just can't imagine. Right, I'm still alive. I'm still talking to you right now. Mm-hmm. And, right. and I've learned to heal a concussion within two weeks myself. So I'm here to say to people, right, you look outside mm-hmm. the system, look outside this narrow system, and mm-hmm. you can. I'm nobody special. I'm nothing special. I've no qualifications. I've no medical qualifications. But like we said before, I am an expert on my own condition. Right. And you you can be as well. All of you can be, for everybody listening. And mm-hmm. I found out, because the last one I had was in uh, March, I think March of this year, I had a really bad concussion. And I healed it within two weeks. Wow. It was gone. <laughs> I found that I found out the way, and this is not esoteric knowledge or science or anything. This is just really simple methods to to help you heal. And if I'd have known this back in two thousand and six, mm-hmm. I would not be talking to you right now. Right. So what okay. what I want to say to people is, yeah, you don't have to give your power up to the so called specialists and doctors you can find the ways. I just found it through research and sheer bloody-minded determination to do so. Yes. Uh, I'm taking my power back. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's all it is. is, Yeah, perfect. You've just Mm -hmm. said it fantastically so well, Teresa. Just to Mm -hmm. take take your power back. And when I got away from this in 2011, 12, because at that point I was getting into the worst parts of fibromyalgia as well, I found mm-hmm. found some people that would help me, and they helped me take my power back. And since then, yeah, life is still a struggle. Life is never going to go back to how it was. Right. But what it is, is the point where you realise, actually, I'm not going to abdicate my responsibility for my health to anybody else anymore. Right. And, and, and I'm not talking because our group is often mis- misunderstood. We deal with mild traumatic brain injury and post-concussion syndrome. I'm not talking about severe and traumatic brain injury, like people that have been in comas and had really bad accidents. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about PCS and MTBI, uh, which is often the thing that that I think is very misunderstood. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, you you can do this. I'm nobody special. I've just done it because I needed to. Um, but I think things get in the way, don't they? Yes. Uh, do you feel that? Do you feel that sometimes, you know, like people along the way have got have got in your way of healing, or? Um, I've learned to 
not let keep the negative people around me. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Mm. You can't, you know, you can't move <laughs> forward if you're trying to drag four or five people with you. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, no, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, that that's really important. Yeah. Um, and this comes to, um, you know, back to the points of, yeah, sometimes you have to leave people behind, don't you? You've got like fam yeah. even family members and people that are, kind of yeah they're, they're there uh but they're still attacking you for not being good enough or not being uh fulfilling your potential or whatever they think or not being who you used to be oh oh god yeah yeah for not being who you used to be so right uh, as well as having your own grief and grieving for the person that you used to be you've then exactly. got you've then got somebody else attacking you for the same right. thing so it's like a double it's like a double blow in a way exactly um so did, have you have you had that yourself from yes yeah yes. oops yeah. sorry yeah my my kids really um had a hard time after that first injury right that i, I was a different person mm. and and they wanted their old mom back. Yeah. And they didn't understand. I wanted that back too. Yeah. But it wasn't going to help any of us if I dwelt on that. No. Because it wasn't possible. Okay. So I tried to <laughs> let them know that in they're growing our relationship was going to have to change anyway yeah you know because they were becoming adults you know yes yes and and they didn't need the mom that they had when they were Before. 13 and 12 and you know yeah yeah so so you know i think it 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 was, I don't know that we've fully conversed over that, but, okay, yeah. you know, it, it they, they certainly, <clears throat> you know, had that trouble at first, but um, I don't think that they realize that I had to grieve that loss myself. No, and and they wouldn't. And you mentioned that back in two thousand and five that your son was just going to college. So so mm -hmm. he, he, now is he mm -hmm. is he grown? Has he got children of his a family of his own? Yes, he's he's so it's, now it's thirty, now. and okay. um, he's been married four or five years, okay. and they just had a baby in July. Oh yes, yeah. Your grandma yeah. now. Your grandma. I'm a grandma now. Way. <laughs> Fantastic. So, yeah, that must present its own challenges then. Yeah, it really has. Um, because I, I had always wanted to, to have an active part because I remember seeing how my daddy um, was so active with yeah. my children uh -huh. and the special relationship that they 
bonded and grew mm. and I wanted to have that and yeah, yeah. I'm now seeing that I because of the fatigue I can't do the things daily you know yeah yeah you can have to pick and choose and it's hard right. okay because I really you know if I had my brothers, I'd rather be there anytime they needed, you know. Yeah, yeah, sure. And and I and I've learned I I can't I can't even do that. Right, that must so, be so frustrating. Yeah, yeah that I can I, I can only imagine how how that feels. So, yeah. um, so are, are there any things that like in your daily life now that like in terms of supplementation or things that you, you normally use to help try and combat the fatigue and things um no um okay. well um i've had to um i couldn't find any supplements that that helped me um, well, I did have a, um, I did do a right, okay. vitamin B complex. Oh yeah, that can be that can be good for mm -hmm. your nerve. That's more good for your nervous system if you have nervous issues or anxiety. Um, have you? This one gave gave me a lot of energy. Uh, well, you can be if you get it's like methylcobalamin or B twelve. That that can give you a mm -hmm. lot of energy. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, there, there might be a few different things that we can discuss as well that could help. Mm -hmm. I think that that really helped me because at times I was just like flat down, just busted, exhausted. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm, see, but but the times that I have tried different things, yeah. it's that yes, you can get it, it. You can you can do something to help that mm. for a day or two. Right. But then you still have to pay the piper. <laughs> oh, okay. So you you were finding you got a crash afterwards. Right. Right, okay. Right. Um, I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying can't to put it off forever. No. You know what I mean? It's like my my brain has to <clears throat> stop. Okay. You know? Yeah. So I'm just yeah. trying to think about the things that have helped me. Um <laughs> What do I have? Well, um, there could be different things that can help uh, for, obviously for all of us, the different supp mm -hmm. supplemental things. Um, mm -hmm. I'm thinking in terms of energy. One of the things that I took back in the day when I was really fatigued was like CoQ10 uh, okay. in like the oil capsule form. And that, mm -hmm. that would really give me a boost. Um, but mm -hmm. thinking about more natural things is uh, Moringa. Moringa olfere, uh, is, um, you can get it as a powder or a capsule. Uh, it's, it's a very, very uh, nutritious vitamin mineral laden tree is Moringa. Mm -hmm. uh, that's one that you can either like put in shakes or drinks or whatever mm -hmm. but that, that gives you, rather than having caffeine, mm -hmm. that gives you a real boost. Mm -hmm. um, what else was there? There's a few things that, that I've, I've, I've had down the years. Five uh, HTP, if you get the right blend, can be a big mm -hmm. mental stimulant, energy booster. Mm -hmm. uh, but I guess it, it depends on where you are and mm -hmm. how you're feeling as well. Um, mm -hmm. What do I take these days? Well, 
um, amino acids, L-arginine is another one that's mm-hmm. really good, L-creatine. Um, mm-hmm. is it, there are a few things, um, mm-hmm. and then the change of diet as well. But I guess, um, yeah, these are some things that I've mentioned previously in podcasts. Um, and what I'm thinking about is like uh, things that help you get going or relieve the fatigue Mm-hmm. Now, f- for me, from what I understand over these last kind of decade and a half or so, is understanding that good sleep is the key mm-hmm. to energy. Now, yes. magnesium is one thing uh, to al- allow deep sleep in order for the body to repair itself. Mm-hmm. So I found that at larger doses of magnesium malate for me, because I have like the pain from fibromyalgia, Mm-hmm. have helped me have a more restful night's sleep and wake up better. And you take that at night? Yeah, you do. You take three 1,200 milligram tablets because the mallet is the malic acid that you get in fruit, mm-hmm. fruit, apples and so on. Mm-hmm. But magnesium is not only known as a sleep mineral, but it's known as the one that prevents cancer and inflammation. It also helps to, when you think about going to sleep at night, you have to have like that deep dreamless sleep in mm-hmm. order in order to get really refreshed. Mm-hmm. So, so what I found from having fibromyalgia, Teresa, was that uh, over the, the weeks and months that I couldn't sleep, I found that I was magnesium deficient. And when I uh, when I finally yeah when I finally got round to discovering what was the best type for me because there's several types. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I found that when I readdressed the balance and got my diet right, I was sleeping better. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we could always have discussion another time. But yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. definitely a lot of things that that can reduce fatigue. Um, I know a lot of people that have PCS, and we've covered this before, uh, do suffer with fibromyalgia as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from I, I'm, I, you know, I think that there's always a grey area in between but a lot of people do have a lot of symptoms of both and and can't always definitely get a diagnosis for both so it, it can be tricky for sure mm-hmm. it can be really really tough um so i'm gonna try that yeah well um I'll, I'll get in touch with you later about that and, okay. and there's a lot of things which i it, it, there's, there's, we haven't got enough time to go into them all. Like, right. But there's yeah, definitely we some things. Hit on sleep. <laughs> no. Well, sleep is uh, actually one of the most valuable things. Um, oh, yeah. It's not the, mo- the most important thing you need to concentrate with PCS, but it is for sure, it is one of the things that you need to really pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's very important. Very, very important. But it's actually the quality of sleep. And I want to repeat, right. repeat that quality of sleep that is most mm-hmm. important because just sleeping for the sake of it is mm-hmm. not is not a good thing for PCS. But the mm-hmm. quality of sleep is the most important thing. Yeah. Right. And that's what I've had trouble with. Okay, right. Well, there, there may be several things that I can, I can mm-hmm. kind of recommend to you that you try as well. But it sounds okay. like you're not that far off anyway from what you're saying. Um, there may be just some little things that you, you, you need uh, to, to give you the, the little little tweak <laughs> over the edge into like that deep dreamless sleep. Yeah. 
Right, so okay, so 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 far this has been really enlightening. So going forwards now, um, thinking about the future and what's going on now, I know you you've, you said yeah you, you've you've and previously you've had some challenges within your own environment, your own family. Uh, what good things are you looking forward to in the future, or, or where you where are you trying to go now in terms of recovery and so on? Yeah, um, just. Blazing that trail and finding, yeah. <laughs> you know, finding um, that balance, you know, mm -hmm. with okay. with family and um, and with self and yeah. you know, because um, I'm still not of retirement age, you know. No, me neither. <laughs> yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't go back to work, and it it really bothers me because I don't want to hang out with a bunch of retirees. No, 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 but no. I no, find, no. you know, Whoa. that's what you have for, so, you know, finding a, a social uh, outlet you know, yeah, close by. Yeah, yeah that's okay. what I really need to. Right. Well, um, again, what, what I want to say to you is like, yeah, I, I've had the, the last year or two has been a year or two from hell for me for various reasons. Uh, having to go through family court just to get to see my own son for nearly two mm. years and paying for that where, you know, just all, you know, this whole system has just been against me. <laughs> literally mm -hmm. and then thinking about the future and thinking about before that I was quite well and it, it knocked me off course mm -hmm. and thinking well now I know that I'm never gonna say I can't say hand on heart that I'll never have another concussion again in my life right but what I can say is that I'll work as hard as I can to try and and recover my health and my sanity basically right. so um I want to say to you as well, you, you've done incredibly well. I can't, you've, you've dealt with a lot more than I've had to deal with, you know, having a, a young family and, and raising them too. I can't, I think because I was on my own a lot of the time for what happened through me, for, for me, mm -hmm. I, I, I was possibly quite lucky in that. Uh, but mm -hmm. thinking that if, if I'd have had uh, my little boy's five, just over five now, and I think if, mm -hmm. if, if that had happened to me back then, I would have been, I don't know how I would have dealt with it. So I want to mm -hmm. I want to say to you, yeah, you, you just, you, your strength is amazing in that respect. And I want to say for the future as well, just, just stick with us and, and look at the things that might, I've got a few ideas for the future about healing and things across different continents and different places mm -hmm. where there's certain things that I'm going to offer to people that for those that are open-minded enough that mm -hmm. might actually make a massive difference to them. <laughs> I look and forward to that. Th this is stuff more on the kind of energetic, the sound, the healing level mm -hmm. as well. So. Uh, what I want to do is, is say to people, if you are open-minded enough and you are prepared to try, I'm not selling anything, I won't ask a penny for it, uh, mm. but I'm saying, yeah, there are things that we can do together where we can mm -hmm. try, and, try and encourage ourselves to heal. So, That's right. Yeah, so I think that is the main thing. 
And I think if anything I've, I've learned over this last 10 and a half years is, well, we have to encourage ourselves to heal. Yes. We, we, we have to be there for each other. Yes. We, we have to be the ones that pull each other up. Mm-hmm. Because if you just go into that system, that, that mm-hmm. uh, medical industrial complex, which is a corporate capitalist complex, which is all it is, Mm-hmm. You will find good people there, but those good people will be lost in a sea of profit and protocol and everything else, and they won't necessarily. And they'll be inundated. Yeah, they'll be inundated. They won't necessarily be able to give you all the right answers. They may well help you on your journey, and I'm not negating mm-hmm. any of them. Please don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Anybody listening, I'm not negating mm-hmm. any of them, but they don't. They only have a fraction of the picture of what healing is about. Right. And it's not their fault because whatever university or college they went through was always sponsored by a big pharmaceutical company. (laughs) And, 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 you know, they're not going to really get uh, any of the details apart from drugs, surgery, radiation. So, yeah. And it's like we said, you got to have a toolbox. (laughs) Yeah. You know? Yeah, but (laughs) right, there's an old, the old saying from Japan, which keeps on coming up, and I've mentioned it again and again and again, is when the only tool you have is a hammer, everything starts to look like a nail. (laughs) (laughs) And that that is the best way I can kind of describe Western medicine. Yes. You know, keep, keep, keep on hitting those patients with the same hammer and they might even start to look like a nail. So, yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, I think we, we've had a really good chat. So thank you so much. Yes, thank, thank you so you. much for giving up your time and, and your energy to, to make this happen because I'm really glad about that. And hopefully it's going to inspire other people in the group as well to come on and talk to because that's what it's all about is just getting everybody it's, together i know yes. I, I know i'm kind of kind of in the middle of it but it, it, it is there and hopefully other people in the group will go ah that's not difficult if dave can do it he's an, he's a complete idiot if they <laughs> if he can do it i can do it i can do my own podcast i could do my own thing because we've seen a lot of people that have, have done blogs and, and written stuff, but right, it, it's believe me, right? From doing the, mm-hmm. the, the PCS awareness blog, it's mm-hmm. far far easier to do a podcast. <laughs> it's <laughs> so much easier, yeah. Because if you get if you get writer's block with PCS, mm-hmm. you're you're royally screwed. <laughs> so so. I want to thank you so much, Teresa, for for, oh, for, for the evening as well, and um, a big thanks. And I hope sometime in future you'll come back as well, and we could do of another course. we could do another podcast, and maybe have it themed on something that that you want to talk about. So okay. I, I'll leave that up to you to t- to think yes. about. And um, so for now, I want to leave everybody uh, with uh, you know kind of like all this information that we discussed. And please get in touch with us. Please uh, get in touch through Twitter uh, and Facebook and other places which you've been using. And send any questions in, whether for me or for Teresa or for Laurie or anybody else we've interviewed. I'd be really, really grateful for that. So yes. uh, thank you very much, Teresa. And thank wish you a very you. good night here from good. Uh, the UK. <laughs> yes, good night. Cheerio. Wow, so that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, wonderful Teresa. She's just 
Ah, oh, man. I've got a really lot of admiration for the way she's dealt with that and, and bringing her own family up too as well. So thank you very much for being with us and listening to this podcast. I know some of them are quite long and, uh, you know, you, particularly if you're dealing with PCS and brain injury, you have to really stretch yourself to, to stay in there. But the great thing about podcasts, don't forget, is that you can pause them and come back to them. So like I do sometimes, I have to leave something and, and get back to it. Right, so uh, thank you to Teresa. I'm sure she's going to be back on again uh, in future and, and, you know, to discuss other things with us, so which I'm very grateful for. So uh, messages that we've had, I've had a couple off uh, Twitter and email as well this week. Uh, I've had one lady who, who's dealing with... Uh, Different problems uh, that have gone through inflammation prior to uh, post-concussion syndrome and uh, dealing with migraines as well. Um, I'll, I'll call this lady Annabelle uh, because I'm not going to give a real name or say where she's from. Um, but basically, um, she'd had a lot of issues um, and been in a, a really good job, a teaching job, uh, but then had real difficulties uh, following an accident uh, that had led to her having to deal with uh, and to keep working in order to, to, to pay for a treatment, which is something that here in Britain that you have to do. And she found a great neurologist, uh, somebody that could help her, that had been a great inspiration, a great help to her. Um, but then at some point I found that, well, uh, she had not had that same kind of level of care and treatment reciprocated to her through the rest of the National Health Service. So it caused a great strain on the work and for it to be able to, um, you know, to carry on working. And she's found that she'd had to pay for a lot of that treatment and the referrals herself, which I think once you've already, here in, the, in Britain, you, you've already paid your whole life. For, like for the national insurance scheme for income tax and VAT and everything else, all these other hidden taxes, you've already paid for your treatment by the time you need it. And then saying, well, to somebody, you have to pay for that all over again. I think it's, it's a very British way to kind of deny it and say, well, uh, you know, you then have to pay for it yet again out of your own savings just because you can't get the help that you needed in the first place. I don't know if this lady will agree with me, but I'm going to say it anyway. And so she she dealt with inflammation and migraines beforehand. Um, so there may be some issues uh, there, uh, kind of regarding, uh, you know, things that happened before post concussion syndrome. Um, but it seems like she'd been told within a week or two of having a concussion that she already had post concussion syndrome. So therein, again, lies another issue, another problem um, that, well, you should not be telling. No doctor, no so-called specialist or neurologist should be telling a person after one or two or even three weeks or four weeks or even up to the point after three months that a person has post-concussion syndrome. That's kind of the equivalent of, of getting, uh, you know, for an oncologist, getting a patient in their, in their office and saying, oh, you know, you have a, a lump in your, your your throat or your shoulder or your, your, your wherever, uh, you've already got stage four cancer. <laughs> you know, it's really not a good thing. 
So, um, unfortunately, this is what we get in the UK. Uh, it's not always the best thing. And people are led on a path which is a, a one-way ticket to suppression of symptoms and suppression of uh, issues and things as well. Um, <clears throat> this lady's been very brave, though, and she's dealt with us all on her own. Um, there's no criticism of anybody. I'm just saying, well, you know, maybe the, the way that we deal with things here isn't particularly right. Um, but she's still dealing with migraines and inflammation and everything else as well and trying to make a way through the medical system uh, to uh, to deal with these issues. Um, so, Annabelle, yeah, very, very courageous of you to do so. And, uh, you know... Um, Please keep in touch. Please, you know, get, let us know how things go. Um, there's always a way uh, away from the uh, official way of dealing with things, a kind of official drug route that you can look at to, to help with that. Um, and like I said before, the people that are recovering, the people that are getting over PCS, that are having neurogenesis, that are uh, enjoying kind of neuroplasticity, the brains repairing themselves, are the ones that look at a multitude of different treatments and therapies and holistically and therapeutically and herbally and functional medicine and all kinds of things, homeopathy, acupuncture, bone technique therapy, Reiki, yoga, everything. Um, the drugs will only suppress the symptoms and then it is a case of however many years you wish to suppress your symptoms they will still be waiting for you at the other end uh, unfortunately I did it for six years or so and at the end of it all the symptoms just got worse um, an analogy that I gave to a friend earlier today was that well yeah if you have a room uh, that is wallpapered, you know, kind of decorated. Uh, each drug kind of regime that you take on is like putting a new layer of wallpaper. So, you know, you can keep re-wallpapering re the same room once with maybe opiate painkillers, again with benzodiazepines, again with a certain type of drug, again with an antidepressant. And you can end up with like five, six, seven, eight layers of wallpaper and keep going, you know, you can keep going as long as you want, and then you might have to, you know, take something else, and, you know, you put other layers on top of that, but at the moment, when you want to use functional medicine to actually recover, to actually heal, and to get to the root cause, then you have to start going backwards, like a detective, and looking for the root cause, so you might want to strip off one layer, and then you find there's another layer between, and you're like, I don't remember that layer, I don't remember anything about it. And another layer, and another, and another, another, or several at a time. And by the time you get back to it, by the time you get back to the bare plaster, then you realise that, whoa, that was really hard work. Extremely hard work on doing all the suppression work of the modern drug system. Uh, and then that's when the real, true, difficult, hard work in recovery and healing with brain injury covers. Uh, and I don't care if people want to criticise me on this. Uh, they're going to have to bring up some evidence, some actual proof that drug, uh, drug 
treatment works and like I said I've never met anybody that's recovered using allopathic drugs not one person ever in 14 years I've seen um, there are many many people have recovered through other means yes some of them have used drugs uh, modern drugs occasionally but that's not been the only means and so there's no evidence on one side or no survivors of proof that one thing works on the other side, on the, all the other sides, and the multivariate sides, there are many, many things to say that, well, actually, yes, this does work. So um, I'll leave it there for now. And thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so. On Twitter, our handle is at postconcussion. On Facebook, you can contact us at Postconcussion Syndrome Awareness Worldwide. Uh, through the groups, there's several groups, or myself, David Bottomley, and you can get in touch with me at thedavidbottomley at gmail.com. And on our blog at WordPress, it is www.wordpress, oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, <laughs> it is postconcussion syndrome awareness uk.wordpress.com. Sorry, I got that completely wrong. Um, but yeah, any other way you want to get in touch, uh, just reach out and keep the messages and things coming. Uh, there'll be more to come soon, uh, more interviews, more, more chats with people and uh, more discussion as well. So uh, yeah, I hope you've enjoyed listening to this and I want to wish you a very uh, good night. Thank you for listening. Bye. This is a very important disclaimer. In fact, it's not even a disclaimer. These are things that most sentient, intelligent, reasonable people actually know. And what am I talking about? In fact, in well, with the podcasts that we're making, you have to be responsible. Myself, my guests on my podcast are not here to give you medical advice. We are not paid professionals. So, as society and the woke community, community dictates, we are here to say to you, any information which we put out in the podcast, anything we give to you, is not construed or considered in any legal way or fashion whatsoever as medical advice. Any reasonable person knows that. But you're always going to get one or two or maybe a few hundred people that really are just as dumb as A, B, C, X, Y, Z. So, please do not take anything we say as medical advice or any other way. Please do your own research, your own uh, just due diligence into whatever we say. And if you need, if you feel you need, if you really, because you could really trust yourself, feel you need the help, trust yourself to get in touch with your local practitioner, general practitioner, doctor, specialist, or whomever, or your psychiatrist, or whoever you're dealing with through post-concussion syndrome or any other health condition. And if I need to spell this out anymore, just be really considerate and kind to yourself. And don't Please don't accept what we're saying 
as any kind of medical or legal or personal advice. I don't know how many other ways to say it, but I'm sure those of you who are intelligent enough will realise that, yeah, we don't give that kind of advice. And if you did want that kind of advice, you'd probably pay somebody that was really good at it to give give it to you in the first place. So don't worry about that. Uh, just enjoy the podcasts. And uh, this summit is 24 of them now at least. And, and just, just really, really uh, have a, a wonderful time. And please get in touch if you need to. But don't worry about um, thinking that, you know, anything else. Just, just really, really enjoy what we're doing. And so much love and respect to you all. Thank you.